Uh, we better pray after that. Let's pray. Let's pray. Jesus, oh, thank you. We have so much happening. It's so amazing to see this incredible thing going on at Easter, and it's so amazing to see our women's ministry exploding and new people joining our church and all these people volunteering, and just, it's amazing to see what you are doing in your church. And it's amazing to see what you are doing through us because we are your church. And so just thank you for calling us and for using us and for bringing this church to you and for bringing this community to this church and to you through this church. Jesus, thank you so much for the chance we have to worship you every Sunday, for the chance we have to hear from you in your word every week. And now as we're opening up your word, will you just please open us up and let us see what we need to see and learn what we need to learn and and do what you call us to do and, and just change us by the power of your word. Show us something new today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Today we're going to talk about uh, an amazing concept, um, prayer, prayer. Have you ever thought about what an amazing thing it is that I can talk directly to God? You can talk, you can talk to God. Isn't that incredible? Here's something even, he wants you to talk to him. You know when you're trying to get an appointment with an important person, it's like you kind of feel guilty for even asking, oh, I know you're busy, but can I have five minutes of your time? God actually wants to interact with you. He wants to communicate with you, but a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of people who've been Christians a long time, have told me that they really kind of struggle with prayer. And for me, sometimes prayer is just so amazing, and it's just so easy. You know, it's like a conversation with your best friend. Um, You know, I'm lucky my best friend is my wife, and so she's handy, she's around all the time. I mean, all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, so, that, so like Margaret's my best friend, right? So here's a funny story in our family. So this was years ago. Margaret and I were driving up to visit my grandmother in McGargle, Texas. Anybody here from McGargle? Anybody ever heard of McGargle? Okay, well, it's 200 people, so I'm not surprised. So we were driving up. There's about six hours from here. So we drive up there, and my mom and my stepdad um, were already there. And so they spent the night in the room right next door to us. And so that next morning, Sam, my my, uh, stepdad, told me, man, you guys were talking for about two hours last night after we all went to bed. And I said, oh, yeah, sorry, I forget the walls are thin or whatever. And he goes, yeah, but I'm just wondering, what are you talking about? You've been in the car together for six hours, and now you're gonna stay up for two hours talking some more, but isn't that how it is with your best friend, right? It's somebody that you really love, that you really have a relationship with. It's just, it's easy. There's just, there's always stuff to talk about, and, and sometimes for me, that's what prayer feels like. It's just so easy, and it's just so natural, and it just, it just flows, and it's just, I don't have to think about it, You know, there's just so much I want to talk to him about. In fact, sometimes I'll find myself praying and then I'll like say, amen. Oh, wait, one more thing, right? Like I just, there's just just more stuff I want to talk about. And so it's, it's fun and it's easy and it's amazing and it's natural and it flows sometimes. Time just flies by sometimes. And then other times, if I'm honest, it's not, it's not like that. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that to me. Um, you're, like when you're praying, do you ever like feel like you're running out of content? Like are you ever praying and it's like, I mean, I got nothing else to say. I, and you get like the weird, awkward silence with God. Or do you ever feel like you're just saying the same thing you said yesterday? 
And then you're like questioning, I mean, is this even really prayer? Or am I just repeating the same words I said yesterday? Or do you ever feel like you're really just praying because you know you're supposed to pray? And it's not something that you really even wanna do or feel like you're excited about doing? Or have you ever, do you ever get distracted when you pray? Yeah, the other day I was sitting on my back porch and I just said, man, what a, you know, what a time I've got to pray right now. I've got 30 minutes to myself. I can just sit here and just interface with the creator of the universe. What an amazing opportunity. And I just looked around, the oak trees all around, you know, and I said, oh God, thank you for being such an awesome creator and you've made this beautiful world that we live in and it's got like that little squirrel. And it's like, man, look at that squirrel. Man, he can just jump so far. He's jump, he jumps like three or four feet, and he's only like eight inches long, so do the math. If an eight-inch squirrel can jump four feet, I'm six feet tall. I'm eight times as tall as him. So that if I could jump eight times as high as a squirrel, I could jump 24 feet in the air. And I thought, that is incredible. How does he do it? I wonder if they have, like, their bones are lighter or something, or like hollow. I've heard that birds have hollow bones. And some people think that birds evolve from dinosaurs because their bones are hollow. And then, uh, like, what was I doing again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Time to go to work. That's the end of my prayer for the day. Do you, ever get, do you ever get distracted when you're trying to pray? Do you ever feel like you just don't have anything else to say? Do you ever feel like you're kind of doing it out of obligation, and then what? You feel guilty, right? I'm a, I'm a Christian for crying out loud. I should be looking forward to this, you know? I should be enjoying this. I should be, I should be better at this. I should, God must be really disappointed in me right now because I'm, I, I'm struggling with prayer. And from my experience in talking to a whole bunch of Christians, I can tell you, I think most Christians, at least sometimes, struggle with prayer, and if you don't ever struggle with prayer, then man, God bless you. You are awesome, and what I'm gonna ask you to do is just take the next 31 minutes and pray for the rest of us, because most of us, at least from time to time, struggle a little bit with prayer, and if you do struggle sometimes with prayer, or maybe you're just now starting to think that you wanna start trying to figure out what it's like to pray, then I wanna tell you about a really simple and really great way that, that I like to pray sometimes, and especially in those times when it's not flowing really naturally. And I'm not the first person to think of this, but I think, I think this idea for me comes from kind of a weird spot. Um, it, call, it comes from my past when I was a teenager um, trying to work up my nerve to call girls, right? So like I'm 14 or 15 years old or something, and um, let me just lay a little groundwork for some of you younger people. Um, back in the dark ages, in the 70s, <laughs> boys called girls, okay? Girls didn't call boys. Old people, come on. Right, right? Girls didn't call boys. And so, you know what happened then? The girls had to sit by the phone and wonder if he was gonna call, and she was miserable. And the boys had to work up their nerve to call, and he was miserable. We were all miserable. That's what dating was all about in the 70s. And so, um, yeah, you should know that. And also, some of you young people may not know this, but back then, everybody didn't have their own phone. Okay, we had like one phone number for a whole house full of people. 
and a whole family would have to like share a couple of phones, and you won't believe this, the phones were attached to the walls with like cords and stuff. So this will set the scene, right? Now you know we're in the Old West, and so here's what was going on. So this first girl I wanted to call, uh, her name was Susan Schilling. Is Susan here? <laughs> no. She, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be funny if she's watching online right now? Uh, okay, how embarrassing. Um, I don't know if I still want to tell the story. Yeah, I'll tell it, I'll tell it. Okay, so, I mean, this is like the first girl I ever called, right? And so I'm really nervous, and like I'm working up my nerve, and my buddy is like, hey, you can do it, man, just call her, or whatever. So I finally, you know, I dial and hang up like 25 times, right? And then finally, I dial, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm just, you know, breathing all hard, and my hands are shaking, and it's like, ring, ring, and I'm just thinking, please don't answer, please don't answer, please don't answer, right? And she didn't answer, her dad did. Right, so it's like, hello, and I think, oh no, uh, uh, you know, Susan there, you know, and, and, and he's like, who is this? And I just, I just choked, man, I just hung up. I, I, I just, the pressure was incredible, so that, yeah, that's how awesome I was, and so that didn't go well, but I had, a, if I had had the nerve to continue, I had a great plan in place, and later when I did finally work up my nerve to call girls, this plan worked great for me. My plan was solid, and that is that I had, just in case the conversation got like stalled, or like we had the weird silence or something, I had written down topics to talk about, right? I had written down like some little, some little bullet points, not a script, not a script, I'm not that lame, uh, more like a template, so yeah, pretty lame. Uh, so it was just like a list of like, like one little word or one little phrase just to kind of get things going, you know, just to make sure that we had something to talk about and like conversation starters, right? And so like number one, something about what she's doing this weekend and then we talk for a second, right? And then if that starts stalling out, number two, ask about her dog. She loved this little dog she had. And then number three, what did you get on the Spanish test? Right? I mean, I'm ready. And like, number four, why do they make us take algebra? That's what we all were asking that question at school, so that would be something good. And num number five, how mean is Mrs. Boughton? She was like the meanest teacher in our school. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if she's watching right now? Uh, so uh, anyway, so that was, that, was like, that was like my plan. And I thank God that she did not answer the phone that day because she would have been so dazzled with my phone snappy repartee or whatever that she would have probably never let me go. And I would have, you know, missed out. I wouldn't have been on the market then when Margaret came along. So it's a good thing that she didn't. So yeah, there you go. That's a day in the life of a 15-year-old loser in 1977. Um, so what does that have to do with prayer? Uh, here's what it is. If I wanna have a productive, enjoyable, fun conversation with God, and I don't wanna run out of things to say, and I don't wanna just say what I said yesterday, and I don't wanna have that weird, awkward silence. What if I went into my prayer time, not with a script, but with like kind of a template, you know, not, not word for word, but you know, some talking points, right? Some like conversation starters, and if the conversation's going great and everything's flowing and I don't need it, then that's great too. Is that a weird idea? Is that a weird idea? It's a, I mean, it's a little weird. It's, it's pretty similar to what Jesus did in Matthew 6 with the Lord's Prayer, 
Um, my friend Dwight just said this week, you know, we have to remember that he wasn't teaching us what to pray. He was teaching us how to pray, right? He was giving us like a, a three-point template. Think about the Lord's Prayer, right? The first thing is something about how awesome God is. Hallowed be his name, right? And then the second point is maybe something about him having his will in my life and in this world. And so we pray, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then the third point is kind of like asking him for the stuff we need. Give us this day, our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. It's just gonna ask him for the stuff that we need. So I don't think a template is all that weird. And I think particularly if you're new to prayer or if you ever feel kind of stuck with your prayer life or if you're ever just like trying to pray while you run or while you're driving or something because this is super easy to remember and my little template is tied to having a courteous, polite conversation. So if you want your kids to speak politely, you teach them some key words, right? Please, thank you, you're welcome. And in my little template, those three words are the bullet points. Those three words are the conversation starters. They're the like topic headings, right? And so I like to flip them. So instead of please, thank you, you're welcome, I like to pray, you're welcome, thank you, please. So I just start just by praying, God, you're welcome. And that's a great little like bullet point. It, it, it reminds me to welcome him and to invite God into my day and into my thoughts and into my heart and into my problems and into my questions. And it's amazing how many parts of my life I can invite God into just by saying, you're welcome. Like God, you're, you're welcome in this decision that I have to make right now. I, I, I'm inviting you to give me your wisdom and to give me your discernment and to show me your way and to help me make this as open doors, closed doors, bring an advisor, or give me clarity or remind me of things. I don't wanna make this decision in my own wisdom um, or my own intelligence because Paul said that we have the mind of Christ and I just wanna lean into that. So God, you're welcome in this decision that I have to make. Or, or God, you know, I'm up against something really hard today. I have to make a, I have to have a hard conversation today. I have to do a hard job today. I've got an assignment that's due today. I've got a, a task in front of me. I've got an interview today. And I don't wanna handle this in my own puny little strength. And you said in Romans 8 that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. And so I want to lean into that so I'm inviting you into that conversation. I'm, I'm, you're welcome in that task. You're welcome in that job. You're welcome in that interview to lead me and to direct me and to guide me and empower me. We can invite him into everything in our life. Jesus, I'm inviting you into this relationship. I've got a relationship that's a mess with my spouse, with my kids, with my parents, with a friend, and things just aren't right between us, and so I'm inviting you, Jesus, into that relationship. You're, you're, you're welcome to change us and to like draw us together and to give us unity like only you can. You are welcome in my relationships. Um, my mind, God, um, I, I don't want my mind just to be full of day-to-day -day stuff, 
right? Jesus said, don't worry so much about what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna drink, what you're gonna wear, but instead seek first the kingdom of God. So God, I'm inviting you into my thoughts. I'm inviting you into my heart. I'm inviting you into my mind. You are, you are welcome to, to come in and crowd out all of the noise and the news and the garbage that's normally clanging around in my head. You are welcome in my thought life. And God, I wanna enjoy my relationship with you. I want you to enjoy the relationship that we have together. So I'm just inviting you to hang out. You know, your, your presence is welcome. I, I, I wanna be with you. And I wanna talk to you and I wanna hear from you and I wanna get to know you better. So help me make time with you more of a priority. I, I know you're here, but, but make me more aware of you. You know, I wanna, I wanna literally appreciate your presence more. You're, you're welcome in my life. You're, you're welcome in my circumstances, right? That's a good one. God, you're welcome in my circumstances. I'm, I'm trying to build a life, right? I'm working to make things happen and I'm trying to figure things out and I've got plans but I trust you so much that you are welcome to change anything to fit my life into your plans. You're, you're welcome. Father, I, I, I'm like David, right? I, I wanna please you with everything that I say and everything that I think, and so I'm inviting you. you are, you're welcome to examine my heart, to examine my mind and point out anything in me that's ugly to you and cleanse me from anything dirty in me and change me. And you don't need my permission, but I'm giving you permission anyway. You're welcome to change me and to shape me and to mold me and to make me more like Jesus. See how that works? We're just saying, God, I'm inviting you in, man. You're, you're welcome. I'm inviting you into my marriage, my office, my classroom, my work life, my prayer life, my finances, my thought life. I don't wanna do or say or think one thing today that you're not right in the middle of. And I sure don't wanna do anything today in my own strength or my own, my own wisdom or my own goodness. I'm inviting you. You're, you're welcome, God, to overwhelm me with your, with your love and your wisdom and your power and your presence. You're, you're welcome to help me see people the way you see them to, to, to love with your love, to, to make decisions in your wisdom, and to overcome in your strength. So, yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's just a little conversation starter, right? It's just a little bullet point. It's just a time of inviting God and welcoming God into every aspect of your life. It might take just a couple of minutes, or you know, it might take longer on some days. And then we spend some time saying, thank you. So we already said you're welcome. We spend a minute on that, and then we just say thank you. Um, James 1.17 says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. That's an interesting idea, right? Every good thing we have is a gift from God. Every good thing we have is a gift from God. So this can almost be a time of like listing all the things in our life that we see as good or that we see as perfect and just recognizing that that's a gift from God and just saying thank you. And we have, we have so much to be thankful for.
you know, from, from our salvation, eternal life to our families and our freedom and indoor plumbing, you know, a lot, right? The beauty of creation, smell of coffee, the taste of wedding cake, laughter of kids, sound of music, right? And it's for us especially, compared to the rest of the world, I mean, we have so much to be thankful for, you know, because like, when you want food, you just go to H-E-B and they give it to you, huh? That's pretty good, right? And, or you go to a restaurant and they cook it for you. And then you just hand them a card and most of the time, <laughs> everything's cool. I mean, that's, that's, we, we shouldn't take that for granted, you know? That's, that's amazing. We just eat whenever we want to, right? Most of us, have places to live. Most of us have places to live, and they may not be the palace that we wish they were, but most of us have places to live. Um, I was in Honduras several years ago, and I was with people that literally live in dumps because there's food there, and they might find a shirt there, or they might find shoes there, or they might find something they could use there, and that's where they live. Or they lived in houses that they made out of like, um, kind of like cinder blocks, and they would like build up this little you know, house and like the windows didn't have glass in them, they were just open and the doors didn't have doors in them. They maybe had a piece of carpet hanging down or a piece of plastic hanging down or something and in this room as big as your kid's room, right, at your house, they would have a whole family of six or eight people living in one room in their house. Can you, can you imagine if, what it would be like for you to go there and see that house, and can you imagine what it would be like for them to see your house? Can you imagine what it would be like for them to see your closet, right? Because they had a whole family living in one room, and a lot of us have a whole room just for our clothes to live in, and we shouldn't be embarrassed, we shouldn't be ashamed of those blessings at all, but we should say, Thank you. And that's what this kind of time of this prayer is, is just thanking God for what he's given us, which is everything, every good thing, every perfect thing. I'm looking at Alan over here. Alan Gifford has a meeting at his house on Saturdays, a gratitude meeting, where people just come to his house and they sit in a circle or whatever and they just drink coffee and they just talk. But they only have one topic. And the topic is, what are you grateful for? That's it. That's the whole day. That's the whole meeting. And that's just, that's a life changer, right? I mean, that's, it's so good. Because number one, God deserves our thanks, right, for what he's done for us. But number two, it's, ther- it's, it's really therapeutic. It's really life-giving for you to give thanks. And uh, number three, thankful people are so much more fun to be around than ingrateful people are, right? Not that you guys know any, but if you did, um, let me try, uh, suggest a little experiment for you. If you guys wanna be part of a little sociological experiment, um, who's up for something weird? What have I told you? When I say who's up for something weird, you raise your hand, okay, get ready. Who's up for something weird? Oh, awesome. Um, so it's a little experiment that I think you should try this week, not tomorrow, because you're busy tomorrow or whatever, but Tuesday, Tuesday. I'd like you to just spend that day, as you're doing your life, right, just intentionally being on the lookout 
You know, just looking for anything that's good or perfect in your life. Like, wow, I woke up and was able to get myself out of bed today. That's pretty good, right? Man, this coffee tastes great. Wow, that's awesome. Look at that, my car started again. That is amazing. And each one of those things just thank God for it, right? Every good and perfect thing comes from him. So just make it a project on Tuesday to just look for good stuff and just thank God and also look for opportunities to tell other people about it. So all day you can say, man, I'm so blessed. I was able to get dressed all by myself this morning, you know. I, my car started today. Isn't that awesome, you know, just whatever it is. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, you're going to be exhausted. Just take the day off. Don't do anything. Okay, then Thursday, Thursday, we're going to do something different. We're going to look for all the things in our life that are less than perfect. And we're going to be intentional. We're going to seek them out. We're going to look for them. So you may see imperfections in your spouse or your house or your body or in traffic or news or your kids. Anything that you find that is less than good and perfect, find it and say something about it. My car is the worst. I don't have anything to wear. I'm too fat. My house is too small. My wife isn't that smart. My husband doesn't have any hair left on his head, but he's got a lot of hair on his back. <laughs> My kids are making me crazy. My parents are making me crazy. My job is boring. My shorts are riding up, whatever. <laughs> Right? Anything bad, anything negative you can think of, isolate it, see it, choose to see it, make a note of it, and then take just a minute and complain about it. Okay? So that's all day Thursday. And I think what you're going to see is that at the end of the day, Tuesday, not only was God glorified as he should be for all the good things in your life, but in addition to that, I think, like, how are you going to feel Tuesday night? When you go to bed Tuesday, you're going to feel great, right? And how are the people in your life going to feel having been around you all day on Tuesday? They're going to feel great. And then on Thursday, at the end of the day, you're going to realize that God has been underappreciated today. And that's not a good thing. And how are you going to feel Thursday night, right? And how are the people in your life if they've chosen to stay for the whole day, right? How, how are they gonna feel? <laughs> Probably won't be anybody left, so it doesn't matter. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says that we should be thankful in all circumstances. We should be thankful in all circumstances. And important to notice, it doesn't say we should be thankful for all circumstances, right? It says we should be thankful in all circumstances. So I'm not saying you should say, well, I'm thankful for this divorce, right? But you can be thankful in this divorce. Yeah, I'm not saying you should say, I'm thankful for this cancer. But you can be thankful even in this cancer. I'm not saying you should say, I'm thankful for this setback. I'm thankful for this circumstance. But you can be thankful even in that setback and even in that circumstance. The Bible says that God works all things for good, right? Think about that for a second. God works all things for good. So if you're mature enough, I guess you could even be thankful for all circumstances. 
but for sure, no matter what our circumstances, we can take a couple of minutes every day just to just list our blessings and just thank God for them. So there you go, we start with your welcome, right? We invite God into our lives and then we spend some time saying thank you and then we'll spend some time saying please. So Matthew 7, 7, pretty cool passage. It says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Look at verse nine. You parents, if you give your children, or if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Our Father loves to give us good gifts. He, he loves to give us good gifts. In fact, James 4.2 says, sometimes you don't have what you want just because you don't ask for it. And I don't want that to happen. So when I pray, I usually have a pretty long list of stuff you know, that I'm asking God for, for me or for my family, my church, my friends, my community. I'll ask for anything. In fact, John 14, 14, Jesus said, yeah, ask for anything in my name and I'll do it. So let's taste that for a minute, right? Jesus, the creator of everything, right? All powerful. And he said, ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. And that is like awesome. I mean, that is an amazing thing to think about. But, you know, praying in Jesus' name doesn't mean just saying whatever you want to say and tacking on the words in Jesus' name. That's not, that's not what that means, right? Um, you can't just say, God, I'm about to rob this bank. Please don't let me get caught in Jesus' name, right? It's like, what can he do? You know, I follow the pattern. There's nothing. That's, that's, that's not what it means. That's not what it means to pray in the name. That's, that really cheapens that when we think that. that. That's not what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. Um, when I was a kid, I remember watching TV shows and like the cops and robber stuff, right? And what happens? The cop's banging on the door and what does he say? Open up in the name of the law. And they would open up. And I always remember like my sister would lock me out of her room and I would bang on the door, open up in the name of the law. And she never did. <laughs> and, and, and what I found out was me saying in the name of the law didn't really mean I was speaking in the name of the law. Right? Speaking in the name of the law means I'm acting on behalf of the law. Right? Speaking in the name of the law means I'm in agreement with the law. Right? My, my actions are in keeping with what the law says. And praying in the name of Jesus means I'm praying in keeping with what Jesus wants. Right? I'm praying in accordance with what he loves. I'm praying in accordance to, to who he is. I'm praying in accordance with what his word says. So Margaret can't just pray, God, you know, please let my husband get hit by a bus so I can marry a younger, better-looking guy in Jesus' name, right? That, that's not praying in accordance to God's word or, or what he wants, I hope. But if she, if she prays, God, please bless our marriage, right? If she prays, help us 
to love each other and respect each other and submit to each other. I mean, that's right out of Ephesians 5, right? That is praying in keeping with his will. That is praying in keeping with his word. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. So one of the best, like most overlooked benefits, right? One of the coolest things about praying for stuff, right? One of the coolest things about saying please to God and asking for things in Jesus' name is it helps us align what we want with what he wants. And it reminds us that he loves us completely and he knows the future and he knows what's best and he wants what's best. So we can and we should ask for anything in his name and expect a yes. But this is really important. Asking in his name is not about him conforming his will to ours. It's about us conforming our will to his. I'll say that one again, okay, because you missed like the chance of a lifetime to say amen on that one. Get ready. Okay, listen. Asking in Jesus' name is not about us getting him to conform his will to our will. Asking in Jesus' name is about us conforming our will to his will. Okay, good job. Preach, good job. So, yeah, it's, that's, what, that's about me trusting him so much Right? This is what it is to pray in Jesus' name. It's, I, I trust you so much that I know you know what's best. And I know you want what's best. And I know you have the power to bring about what's best. So I am just going to ask you for what I know you know is best. And I can't repeat that again. I'll never be able to say that again. So God, God loves you more than you can even understand. And he is more powerful than you can even grasp. And he can, and he does, and he loves, he loves answering our prayers as long as they really are what's best for us, right? That's what's in his name. As long as they're really what's best for everyone, that's, that's his will. His will is for what's best for us. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. So it is absolutely okay to say please. It is absolutely okay to ask God for things. The Bible instructs us to ask God for stuff. And man, sometimes it's awesome. He just says yes. And, and sometimes he uses that no to help us see his will and to, to conform our will to his and to show us what he knows is actually best. So parents, you, you get this, right? You love giving great stuff to your kids, right? Right, what's better than Christmas? You like it probably as well as they do, right? You love it when they ask you for things and there is no greater joy than saying yes to your kid and they just light up, right? That's like the best, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want, right? But when your nine-year-old asks if he can borrow the car, <laughs> right? Even if he says, please, right? But I really want it. <laughs> please, in daddy's name, right? <laughs> What's the answer gonna be? That, that's, a <laughs> that's a hard no. That's a, that's a hard no, right? If your 15-year-old daughter wants to date a 35-year-old man, right? Please, daddy, is not gonna cut it, right? It's, it's, it's not gonna happen. That is a hard no. 
And it's not because you don't love your daughter. It's because you do love your daughter. And you know how this turns out. And here's the thing. God knows how it all turns out, right? And so he loves to give you good gifts. He loves it when you ask. And he will say yes to every please that's in everyone's best interest because that is his will. So there you go, man. That's, that's the template. And I don't know how much time you have, you know, to, to pray or what your life is like, but, like, if you had, if you said, okay, I've got 16 minutes, right, that I can really focus on prayer, or I've got 16 minutes because I'm, I'm going to go for a one-mile prayer walk, right? I've got 16 minutes because that's how long it takes me to drive to my next appointment. That could be, like, four minutes of your welcome, Right? Just pray that. Four minutes. God, you're welcome. I'm inviting you into every part of my life. And then four minutes of thank you. Jesus, I just want to list all the amazing good things in my life that I know are gifts from you. And then four minutes of please. Right? Four minutes of your welcome. Four minutes of thank you. Four minutes of please. And then four minutes where you just listen. Because prayer is supposed to be a conversation. Right? It's not just like a monologue or something. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing to talk to God. And it's an amazing thing to hear from God. And like full disclosure, like I have never heard the audible voice in King James English, you know, t- telling me what to do. I, I have not, had, I, I'm open to it. I'm absolutely open to it. But I've never, I've never heard that but I have heard God speak to me in a little voice. You know, when I'm just like, he pops an idea into my head, right? Or, or a, he brings a scripture to my memory or I feel like a direction that I'm supposed to go and that's, man, when that happens, you know it's like it's the best thing ever but it doesn't happen unless I'm quiet. And it doesn't happen unless I can still my brain enough to just listen. So, man, it's, it's an amazing thing to have a conversation with God. And it is just so awesome when it's just easy and it's free and it's flowing and time is just blowing by. That is great. But if you should find yourself at a time when it's not like that, or if you're just kind of learning to pray, or if you're driving in your car or going for a run or something, it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna try to, maybe, maybe it would help to try this little template. It's so easy to remember. It's just, you're welcome, thank you, please, and then listen. So one thing we have to say, though, great conversations don't usually happen between strangers. Right? Most of the great conversations in your life have not come with people that you don't know. Most of the great conversations in your life have come with people that you have a relationship with. And if you don't have that with God, if you don't have a relationship with God where you feel like you can talk to him, then we should get that fixed today. And so here's what I'm gonna invite you to do. If you don't feel like you have a relationship with God and you don't really know where you stand with him and you don't really feel comfortable talking to him, then after church, I'll be out there in the lobby telling everybody about what a great golfer I am or something, 
just, just come and just tell me, man, I just want to do that thing you said. I want to have a relationship with God. I, it's more important even than my great golf game. And I would love to just shut down for five minutes and make sure that you fully understand that you can have a relationship with him today. And it'll last forever. Or you can go back to the prayer corner on the way out. Bob's back there, I think. Are you back there, Bob? Yeah, Bob's back there. Bob would love to introduce you to Jesus so that you can begin a relationship with him that lasts forever and it can start today. So, man, if, if you're a believer, you should be having conversations with God. And when they're hard, you can rely on this template. If you're not a believer, you should have a really important conversation with God and you should have it today. So talk to me, talk to Bob, find Joy or one of the people you saw up here. Let's get that taken care of today. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's pray. Father, you're welcome. You are welcome. We are inviting you right now into our lives and into our thoughts and into our decisions and our problems and our relationships. God, you're invited into our minds. Will you please just come in? to our lives and just be more real to us and just be more obvious to us and be so tangible to us. God, will you just, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're inviting you into our lives. And God, we just want to take a second to say thank you. What an incredible blessing it is just to know you and to know that we'll spend eternity with you. What an incredible blessing it is to know that our sins are forgiven and we don't have to be afraid of you or ashamed to talk to you. What an incredible blessing it is just for us to have health and breath and life and friends and a church to go to and freedom and family. Thank you. Thank you. Every good thing in our life comes from you. So thank you for everything you do. And God, thank you for being such a good father that we know we can come to you with anything that we need or even anything that we want. We can just present it to you knowing that if it's what's best for us, you can and you want to say yes. So God, help us to come boldly to you, not afraid of you, but asking you for everything in our life that we need or that we want. And God, I just pray. I know a lot of people here that are praying for healings. I know there are a lot of people here that are praying about relationships. I know there are a lot of people here that are praying for all finances and jobs and all kinds of hard stuff in their families. And God, we just give all of those things to you and we thank you because you are big enough to hear our prayer. You're strong enough to do something about our prayers and you love us enough that you want to say yes to our prayers. So Lord, we just lift all of these prayers up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. How do we keep our kids safe online? Are you overwhelmed with parenting today? Hi, my name is Mandy Majors, and I've been on a 10-year journey trying to figure out how to keep my kids safe in a digital, overexposed world. I would love the opportunity to share with you what God has been teaching me. Please join us on April the 19th from 6 to 8 o'clock. I'm going to be talking about the problem we face a solution that works, and 10 practical ideas that you can do right now to implement the solution in your home. I know it's so scary being a parent. I'm right there with you. But my hope is you'll attend this event and you will leave so empowered and so encouraged. We can do this, parents. We can keep our kids safe. If you have a kid, if you have a grandkid, if you know a kid, 
If you know a kid, you should come to this event. It's Wednesday night at six o'clock here. If you love children and you want them to be safe, come to this meeting. We'll see you there. God bless you guys. Have a great week.